0: Hello, welcome to Not Dead, your survivalist guide to the modern world. And this week, I think we're actually talking about survivalism, like, this is actually... Yeah, we're actually following what we we said we're going to do. This is how to survive the icy, icy tundra of Texas, which uh, was a term that I never thought I'd be saying.
1: (laughs) Well, a manifesto episode,
0: who would have thought... (laughs) Yeah, so um, if you haven't been watching the news, um, or you just don't live in America, so you might not know about this, uh, Texas literally froze over. There's some incredible photos of frozen cacti. Um, there, there was a, a car wash that, it, it looked beautiful. It looked like a waterfall, but that's not what the car wash was meant to look like.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, no, it- it's been interesting to say the least yeah
0: i think at the time of recording the temperature in texas has um heated up a bit so uh things have improved in texas and correct me if i'm wrong but i do think they they might not have got full power back but they have at least got some power back
1: uh some areas yes yeah
0: so it's not it's not the worst of the worst as it was maybe um, a week or a couple of days ago, but still pretty dire, uh, especially for the Texans. These are not a cold people. These no. are these are your warm weather. I'm going to run away from rattlesnakes. Um, and I like to wear jean shorts, people. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, that pretty much sounds like
0: correct. And so, Texas, we have the man for you. We have our resident ice giant who is going to tell you how to survive the snowstorm. Yes. Well,
1: we're at least kind of to touch in on things people should be doing. Now, for those listeners out there, we, we really do hope that you have electricity back so you could have charged your phones and listened to our episode. <laughs> um, if, yeah, not, if not, this gonna, isn't going to
0: help you. Maybe we'll send it via semaphore,
1: Or, you know, we could do this telepathically. So thoughts and prayers. Um, <laughs> so the the important the important thing, as with everything, is to dress in layers mm-hmm. like that's that's like that's dress in layers and wear thick socks. like I cannot stress this enough. For someone like me, again, we have mentioned that I am slightly above average height, slightly
0: It's ever so, so. ever so.
1: ever so. So my oh. extremities. Are, um, are always cold, like my hands and toes are always cold. So double up on socks or wear thick socks and slippers. you know try to not stay in contact with the floor, basically, as much as mm-hmm. you can. So distance yourself right from the floor. Um, but dressing in layers is, is the big one. And so you the concept of this is you have a base layer there's a middle layer which mm-hmm. is which is w- w- which can be a lot of different things and then there's mm. the outer layer base layer is underwear that's that's considered your base layer yeah
0: yeah
1: okay, okay? the middle and what that basically is supposed to do is it uh, it wicks sweat off your skin
0: Hmm. okay
1: okay middle layer for the insulate in insulating layer is supposed to retain body heat and protect you from the cold.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: And then we have outer layer, which is supposed to shield you from the wind and rain.
0: Okay, like a rhino.
1: Right? Yeah, pretty you much skin. Yeah. skin.
0: Like Rrr. you're an onion. Yes. You are a human onion. It's layers. Pretty much.
1: Now, the cold weather is wool or polyester layers, is what you really should be going for. Now I understand, as we've talked about. Texas is not really known for their colder climate. So no. I can understand that people will not have these things just lying about the house. No, no. Right? However, most people will have a hoodie. That's true. Most people will have a hoodie or some kind of a jumper mm-hmm. or a sweatshirt, as it may be known in, in the
0: Americas. What would they call it? Um,. Maybe a sweatshirt, yeah, yeah. We'll go yeah. with that. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's a form
1: of a, of a jumper.
0: Yeah. If um if our American listeners can tell us what this crazy, so like how how you're butchering the English language um to <laughs> to call what whatever you call hoodie, please uh, let us know. Well, um, you know the um. Just the normal, you don't, it
1: doesn't have to be a hoodie. It can be just a, a long sleeve. The hoodie without the hood, that's a sweatshirt. The jumper.
0: Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, okay.
1: Yep. Yeah. so that, that, it doesn't have to be a hoodie. Um, now, I understand that people might not have these around. So a tip for me is doubling up. Hmm. What I mean by that is you will wear two T-shirts, you will wear your skinny jeans, and then you will wear loose-fitting jeans on top of that yeah and then yeah. you'll just you'll just basically double up or if you wear if you have jeans and then you can put slacks on top of that mm-hmm. anything that puts distance between you and what you know and the environment yeah so yeah. this can be mixed and match. it doesn't necessarily you don't absolutely have to have uh mid-weight polyester mm. to effectively layer there are different methods and i mean then then of course it's not just the fact that you have to stay warm you're you know you wanna if you're in a house and i've as i understand it houses in texas at least in some areas are built because i have friends down in texas yeah yeah. and what they have explained to me is the houses are built to um reject heat in a sense they they push away the heat
0: yeah because it's like they get the the sun beating down on them so it's so that the house is cool, so it's designed to have that Which airflow. Energy. So it, it it's yeah, all, yeah, yeah.
1: Which basically, to me, sounds like it's not sealed properly. They, they, they. It, it. The house kind of, mm-hmm. in that sense, like, like the way we build houses in the north. You know, we, we seal them. We, you know, we think about air you know retaining the heat as much as possible it just yeah. sounds to me that that isn't maybe a focus they do in texas so your house is going to get extremely cold now a mm. tip for that is build a fort
0: pillow fort
1: yes or you know a sofa fort yeah
0: now mm-hmm.
1: ideally if you have a tent put up a tent inside your house throw some blankets or or towels over it yeah. and stay yeah. in the tent because that's going to be a lot easier to warm up so,
0: right, so what you're saying is you minimise your environment. So you might have yes. a big house, but what you want to do is create a smaller environment that is easier to heat yes. um, and is protected from the cold. that is Because you're already going to be... Uh, no matter how, how your house is built, it will still offer you some protection because you won't get the wind and you won't get the rain. But then yeah. it's about the the volume of air that you're trying to increase the heat of yes right yes
1: so that that's that's another thing now if you don't have a tent what you can do is you can you know i don't want to say go into the smallest room in the house um but choose choose a a a space where you want to be Mm -hmm. and draw your blinds close the windows draw the blinds Close the doors or put up if, if you have like an open doorway, put up a blanket or something that covers that doorway to try and yeah. like again isolate that environment and then just move around in it you know you don't have to do, you don't have to do jumping jacks depending on the size of the room. I mm-hmm. would recommend a room with not a very high ceiling so if your mm-hmm. living room like huge and volume is and spacious, stay out of there yeah like yeah. go go in like. If find a room with normal or low ceiling height because mm-hmm. that's going to be easier to warm up and just getting two people in a room close the door um, put a towel down around the crack yeah. at, the, at the bottom and then just move around in that room. You are going to get warm as you move around the room and you are going to be warming up the room. It's going to take just a little bit but it, you'll get there. Absolutely you can get there.
0: Okay, yeah. Um, I was wondering, um, just to backpedal slightly on some of the things that you're saying. So one of the earlier things that you said um, when we were talking about clothing, so to go back to clothing slightly, uh, you said about avoiding the floor. So does this mean that we want people to be bit by radioactive birds so that they gain the power of flight? Um,
1: Well, not necessarily, no. Okay, right. um, so
0: levitation not on the table.
1: No, I mean right, it okay. would be it would be great if you could, but mm. in because then you all could go to Cancun. I mean, <laughs> the 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 irony the irony there is is not lost on anyone that Ted Cruz is willing to to fly over borders to get to his Mexico. family
0: Right, to Mexico,
1: funny. which is which is very ironic, um, yeah. but he's willing to to cross borders to give his family a better life.
0: And, and as all um, as all true Americans and all patriots do, blame your daughter. Whenever yes. your whenever your question, just blame your daughter. Daughter under the bus straight away. But anyway, sorry, this is not we're not going on a political run. Um, but oh. so a ser- serious point about because yeah, um, I. I can't remember what the stats are, but I think it's something like fifty percent of your body heat um, is lost through your head, and then um, I can't remember what percentage it is. But the the next highest percentage is your feet, so your feet lose um, an enormous amount of heat uh, from your body, which
1: is which is why doubling up on socks and or wearing slippers. Now, here's, And here's another thing that's, that's kind of odd to me is the culture in America where you don't take off your shoes when you enter a house. To me, that's savage.
0: That it is, depends, you, I think it definitely depends on the state. I think it depends where you are. So some people have um, a no shoes sort of policy in their houses, but I think it definitely depends on the environment you're in and sort of where you're going. Some people, I think, definitely shoes off
1: yeah I come from a culture where where there's shoes off you come in the door, you take off your shoes mm-hmm. that's just that that's just what you do um but in america there's there's something different now to me, it would just feel weird wearing trainers, like even if I took my gym shoes or my basketball shoes and wore them indoors, that would feel weird to me. Mm-hmm. But, you know so what I'm saying is like double up on your socks and wear slippers in the house yeah. and then like if you, like, let's say that you choose a room, like if you have, just for example, if there's a TV room with a sofa, Yeah. right? So get blankets, get snug and, you know, comfy on the couch with blankets if, if that's what you want to do because mm-hmm. it's not a very big room and you've kind of heated it up. But keep your feet off the floor. So pull them up into the sofa. So that, that that that's what I meant. Like, don't have your feet uh, at the, on the lowest point possible because the floor is going to get, like, it's going to get super cold, yeah, so definitely. pull your feet up and um yeah so that and that that was basically it that, that was the feet thing, but you have to take care of your feet like tripled socks, I don't care, just do take care of your feet, I think that's important
0: yeah, um, as well just just to mention a fashion icon here, be Bernie Sanders at the inauguration this is a fashion icon that we, like. If you listen to one of our earlier episodes when we were talking about that, those mittens, those mittens, I,
1: we, and actually, if if you want, if you are one of the exotic types, mm-hmm. if you are one of the person that likes things that are not maybe hard to come by, but from a bit of the, you know, you just like things that come from different places. Mm-hmm. Then I think we have to inform you that. There is a woman in Iceland who is making mittens to order. So, if you want to get homemade mittens, we can we can supply a link.
0: We can set you up, bro. We got yeah. we got the stuff. We have got the good stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, of course, this is for sale. This is going to cost you a little bit of money plus postage, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you will get handmade knitted
0: mittens I... from Iceland full. Yeah, I think as well. So, sorry, just to go back to the floor. So. Some tips that I was going to say is, and this comes from uh, my time as a scout leader, things that help you insulate you from the ground, polystyrene. So packaging polystyrene, um, if you're going to be in a space uh, and you've got some polystyrene, layer that on the floor um, and or if you can fashion a um, sexy polystyrene slipper, Uh, Go for that, and that will help insulate you from the floor. That's the main thing that you want to do. Um, But as well, if you've got... So if you have got this area that you're going to be in, see if there's a way that you can create a platform. So so that there is a layer of air between you and the ground, because the ground is a heat sink. It will just suck the heat out of you. So if you've got maybe some timber or something, and you're able to... Prop that up so that there's e- even like only an inch or so off the floor. That's enough for you to at least not um, mm-hmm. not have that heat sink from the ground. What's the uh, what's the next tip? Uh, top tip from Orpher.
1: Um Well, to use your oven for cooking. Like now is the time to make bakes.
0: So oh, you've got a you got
1: to pasta the bake, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. melted cheese, oh yeah, mm-hmm. all the good stuff. You can bake cookies Mm. and the important thing is when you're using your stove or oven for cooking is to leave the oven open after baking to just rush that hot air into the environment now again this is all beholden to that you have power now and if you have power you'll probably be running your ac which is going to heat up your house anyway Mm -hmm. but i mean if you for some reason have power and your ac is broken. Using your oven or stove to cook is definitely definitely a, a, a good thing to do.
0: Well, I mean, with the AC as well, if you're running... Because as we've already mentioned, the AC and the buildings in Texas, they're not designed to heat up. They're designed to cool down. So... Yes. The... If you're running your AC for heat, you are going to get a phenomenal bill. So this idea of if you have got power using your oven uh, for dual purposes or both uh, cooking and uh, using the excess heat from that to heat your house, that's just that's that's money in the bank.
1: You, mm-hmm. should,
0: you just saved yourself money there. So that's um, exactly because I think um, I think I was reading that some of these places where they have got power back. They had like bills for ten thousand dollars because the energy company hiked up the price. So of course they did. Yeah, of course. Be, supply and demand. Sam. Yeah, supply yeah, and demand. So, exactly. I mean, like, I mean, that's I, just I, that's just good business practice. That's, there, that's, that's just a good libertarian business. Now, okay, that, that's the end. That's the end of the politics. Okay. Out mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Again, we understand that you know, if I'm um, if I focus just a little bit more on. The people without electricity,
0: Hmm.
1: okay. Basic human survival instincts will be to build a fire. Most people will have something in their house that they can use to build a fire. And it's Texas. There's gonna be stuff laying around that you can burn.
0: Right? Yeah. Yep. Yep.
1: A a tip for that: so don't start a fire inside your house. Mm Let me say that again. Do not start a fire inside your house. I don't Mm -hmm. care if it's in a bucket unless you have a freaking fireplace that has ducts and venting to take the smoke outside, do not start a fire in your house. What you do is you start up a fire outside and then you pile rocks in and around the fire. You warm those things up. Then you put them on baking trays. You put them in metal buckets Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you take them inside the house and then you throw. Yeah. Then you throw round two of rocks on there. And whilst the other rocks are emitting heat out into your living spaces, you have Mm -hmm. other rocks that are warming up. Yeah. Now, what you can do, honestly, and, and if you're struggling for metal containers, you can use pots and pans.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, and I mean... Try and get rocks that don't have cracks in them. But honestly, if they crack on the fire, you'll have two pieces instead of one. So,
0: Yeah, you will, as, as rocks heat up, there's trapped air inside them. So you will sometimes, um, depending on the rocks, they will break apart. Don't, don't worry about that. Do be careful because sometimes shards can come out of these. So you might get hit by something. So be careful of your eyes um, when you're picking these up and uh, as well not your hands i no, I, no, no, I don't i no. feel like i shouldn't need to say that but i am gonna say it not your hands like use it not your
1: hands not your hands no um but this is so if you just get like i don't know like a medium-sized rock something that you know fits in your mm. hands and you just have like a, a small saucepan that you use for maybe making sauce or you know cooking one of those small sides that you have just just a really really small yeah. saucepan right you put that medium-sized rock in the saucepan and then you use a hot uh, like a, uh, a hot platter like one of those cork things that you put underneath your hot oven before, uh, your hot pot before you put it on the table like yeah like the, a cooling
0: tray or something
1: yeah yeah like yeah. a cooling tray now you bring that into a tent you're going to be you know tearing off your layers within minutes because that yeah. thing is going to heat, heat up the tent especially when you have a tent that you set up in in one of the rooms and then you throw the blankets over the tent so the tent doesn't emit all the heat.
0: So this is combining that minimising the living space with this as well. Uh, I think as well, just to cycle back, because I think that, because we mentioned about not starting the fire in the house, I think it's worth explaining why. Because some people just listen to that and be like, oh, so we're going to do this elaborate rock based heating system out of the flintstones when i could just have the heat source in my house yep. what what what's your problem with me starting a fire in the house i think it's worth just quickly explaining that
1: yeah 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 um well if if it needs to be said um fire admits smoke which and the smoke can be and is dangerous to inhale so if you Mm -hmm. have a fire inside your house the smoke is going to stay trapped inside your house Mm -hmm. and it's going to push the oxygen the breathable oxygen out of the house and additionally there is the problem of maybe the fire you've started inside your house will latch onto something like maybe it might reach the ceiling it may just get a quick little look at the drapes i don't know i Mm -hmm. but it's it's very very dangerous to uh, to have an open fire inside your house if it's not in a fireplace like if you don't have the extraction methods needed for this
0: yeah so uh bullet points there are potential of set so initial danger of setting fire to other things in your house so that's or a setting reason. fire to the house. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yep. you no. Know, yeah, the fire not being contained. Um, yep. The initial uh, smoke that comes off the fire uh, and that not being able to be extracted from your house. Uh, fire yep. also consumes oxygen. Uh, so that's going. So it's going to be sucking more oxygen out of your house and uh even uh, so this is uh, the other thing that i wanted to just say with if you were to take the ashes and bring them in your house there's other it's not just smoke there's other gases that are emitted yeah. by fire and yep. uh i can't remember is it carbon monoxide um
1: yeah yeah it's carbon monoxide yeah
0: so you could so end- we're, do not
1: do not take ash into your house unless you have a sealed metal container hmm. that's that's the biggie there sealed metal container and yeah. it's not it's not enough to throw a lid on your saucepan that's not enough no it has to be it has to be a sealed like crockpot but you don't want to be you, you don't want to be sacrificing your crockpot
0: to <laughs> to this you yeah. do not want to be doing and that and you do not want carbon monoxide poisoning that is not a fun time for anyone involved no and speaking of crockpots
1: again mm-hmm. if you have the possibility Of, if you have electricity, yeah, right, make soup.
0: Make a really good, hearty winter soup. Do you know what you should make? Do you know what everyone should be out there making? Borscht. Mm. Everyone should make some borscht. Borscht is my favorite at the moment. are,
1: Are you telling Americans to make communist borscht from Russia?
0: Oh my god, you make your communist bosh. You get your beetroots, you get so many goddamn beetroots, and you put them in there. Then you get some mushrooms, you get some stock. And then once you boil that all up, and it takes two hours, but like you put on a slow summit, you boil that bad boy up, you get it out of there. And then at the final moment, you get yourself a nice little bit of sour cream, put uh-huh. that on there, and then garnish with pickled gherkins. Like a good dill pickle, like finely sliced up. Oh, you're in heaven! Oh, rye right <laughs> bread on the side. Oh my God, you were in for a treat, America. You were in for a treat.
1: Yep, yeah, if if they can get past the, the communist side of this, because beets are red, aren't they?
0: They are red. And yes, I, they are. Oh, so um, danger, danger knows, danger warning from this. This beet, if you eat if you eat borscht, it will dye your insides and it will yep. die everything that comes out of you. So don't feel, don't feel freaked out when you've got purple pee. The purple pee is showing that the beetroot is doing what it's meant to do. Yep, yep. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs>
1: now, so if we're, if we're going into the region of people, you know, still having, uh, having electricity, but mm-hmm. are conserving it, like are, are still conserving energy because, as we mentioned, the beautiful capitalist system hiked up the prices of their power
0: Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. who who
1: wouldn't do that who would not do that it's good business practice let's be fair on that i would
0: feel i'd feel ashamed of them if they didn't try to exploit the needy yeah like the vulnerable are there to be exploited is that not what we've been taught but no
1: we, we we are here to make the most profit we humanly possibly can because this service the social service of supplying power mm-hmm. is something we definitely should be monetizing and making money off of in, instead of yeah. you know having it run by the government and then you know your the money that you pay for your electricity would actually go into servicing the the mm. system around you and not lining the pockets of one guy who sits at the top of a Ooh, company woman. anyway um moving along because like where that
0: Cap- yeah. capitalism yeah. is an equal exploitative um, system. So, yeah,
1: definitely. Definitely. Now, um, so if I stay a little bit longer, so a cup of soup or, you know, warm beverages, this can, these things can both be made on a fire.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So outside and brought into the
1: home. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You, you know, it's a big, it's a big cookout. Okay, Mm. yeah, you're doing it in the middle of winter, but there's nothing wrong with having a big cookout in your backyard and then bringing the warm food inside the house. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm. You know, a cup of soup, warm beverages. Um, Who doesn't like hot chocolate? Honestly, just go make hot chocolate and, you know, live off that for a few weeks. It's going to be great. It's going to do amazing things to your body.
0: Mm. Um, just, just thinking as well, for your fire space, uh, so mm-hmm. where you've got this fire space outside, a way to prepare that would be to, if you can erect some sort of wind guard. Yeah. Uh, because the wind is your enemy when it comes to fire and it is your enemy in terms of the cold. That is what's going to blow. So even with your layers the wind will blow through those layers and take um, heat from your body. Um, yeah. And it's going to just be difficult to set up the fire. Plus, if you have got a fire that's set up and then the wind comes rolling in, that's going to howl the fire around and maybe that will that could be a dangerous situation for you uh, as yeah. so well. Make sure that you clear away uh, the snow because obviously that's going to melt going and then melt. Put, put out your fire. And yep. as well, you're going to um, uh, make sure that there's not whatever you're burning is away from the fire. You don't want your wood supply to be caught alight by your fire, and then you don't have a fuel supply for the next fire that you want to build. So yeah. make sure that everything is secure and not like. Th- and as well, sort of grade your wood. I can't say this uh, enough. Grade your wood so that you have your tinder and your kindling, so your small wood, and then your larger woods, and then your medium wood and your larger woods are like, divided up. Because Okay, when... could you could could you expand
1: just a little bit on how do you build a fire sound?
0: Okay, scout leader Sam here, kids. Gather around.
1: <laughs> I mean I can I can tell people, but I want a scout leader, someone that people might take credible, because as we've said many times before, not a doctor.
0: No not a doctor, neither of us doctors. Um no, but, but you are you are kind of a doctor in fire building. I, I'm an out I'm an out doctor. Yes. <laughs> that, did, that did not work. <laughs> we'll come back to it. Uh, so basically all you need to know for a fire is remember a quick science lesson remember your fire triangle and that will help you build a fire so fires need three things they need fuel in this case we're talking about wood but that's your paper that's whatever they need heat and they need accelerant um, but in accelerant could be oxygen it could be gasoline don't use gasoline I can't say that enough don't use gasoline especially if you're not used to being around fires so when you're building this you need to make sure that that accelerant which uh, in this case we're talking about oxygen so we're saying air uh, that make sure there's lots of space around your fire as you're building it so that the air can get in and uh, it can get to all the different parts of the fire so that it can build up make sure that when you're putting in your wood you start with the smallest bits that you can First, uh, a good way to get these actually, if you haven't got a readily available wood near you, if you've got larger pieces of wood, just take uh, a good sharp knife and then make very small as uh, like scrapings along it. So just take the very top layer so that you've got really thin little strips of wood. Like if you ever see um, images of a carpenter making making a piece of furniture and they've got that uh, is it a hevel let's say a hevel because i can't remember the name of it i literally have one in my garage and i use it all the time (laughs) i don't know the name of it but when they're using one of those and it gets like these that top line it's just these fine strips of um wood that's what you want to leave that's what you want to use and that's your that's what we're going to call Kindle, uh, kindling. Tinder yeah. is something when it's much it's much finer so sometimes people have powdered wood that they'll, they'll use for that, so sawdust, uh, but use this as kindling and then you have very thin bits that go on top of that so once that's lit you then have, that then starts to burn and then you bring in your medium wood, you don't want to have like, you could have like a log on the side, but don't mm-hmm. expect the log to burn straight away you want to build up so that the wood is hot enough so that it's get so that it can burn that
1: yeah now and and, and another thing on that subject you want to build your main fire away from the house that's, yeah. what, that's what we've been saying don't build it on the patio like you want it out of the house mm-hmm. but what you can do if you if you are thus inclined you can have like you can start your fire you as, because you'll start off small and then build big. So you can start your fire Mm -hmm. in a, in a sheltered area, not inside your house. Um, I was more thinking use like use the house as, as a shield, build your, build a small fire and then move that fire to your stack.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know what you could do for that is if you have like a shovel, Mm -hmm. build your fire on a shovel and then yeah, you can see, literally you just pick it up um one thing as well just to mention with wood now i don't know the regulations around wood in america and how you treat wood but definitely in europe um we treat a lot of our wood so it's fire retardant and yeah. that's a chemical treated treatment and that seeps into the wood so it's not like you can scrape off the top layer and then it will start burning um the the this chemically treated wood is not good for starting fires. You can burn it. Uh, I will say that that's what basically happens with the chemically treated wood. It, it uh, it's flame retardant, so it won't uh, it won't burn once uh, if a flame touches it. It's harder to set a light, but once it gets going, it burns much uh, much quicker and more violently than uh, than natural wood does. Okay. Um, so that's like the downside of it. It's there to prevent the potential of fire. But once the fire is established, then it's like, oh crap, this is pretty bad. Um And yeah. as well, because that's chemically treated wood, you don't, we already said carbon monoxide and you don't want to be breathing in these gases. You definitely don't want to be breathing in that stuff. No. So try <laughs> avoiding that. And also aluminium, do not put, if you've got like, clean your wood as well. If you've got aluminium or anything on it, you, you just want... You just want wood burning. Aluminium
1: is. Why would you have aluminium on your wood?
0: uh, If it's a ladder, or your, we're talking about furniture here. So if it's got, Uh, if it's got something on it, you want to remove all that because that's aluminium. Particularly, is nasty. It releases these horrible chemicals that can cause brain damage. So do not have that on your wood. Like make sure as much as you've got. As much as you can clean off, you have, like, ripped these out. All
1: right. So, to recap, start off small, build your fire up, oxygen mm-hmm. is is key, yeah. but also shielding your fire from the wind is key.
0: Yeah. Too much oxygen now. Too, way too much.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. And once you have that fire going, we can have a cookout and we can make soups and hot beverages.
0: Whoop, whoop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Like All right, I think so. there's
0: like a South African, um, there's something that they do, they call it a pot. And this is their equivalent of doing barbecue. And okay. you'll just have like a pot and you'll start making like a stew. But everyone who comes to the barbecue will bring something for the pot. And so people like... Yeah, like a potluck. Yeah, yeah. So like they just throw like different like vegetables or bits of meat or something and then it's like whoever's in charge of the pot is like oh yeah that will fit in here and like they will mix it up so that's a nice thing that you can do
1: i want to make a really really hearty stew right now with like (laughs) lots of vegetables and some meats Mm. let's let's just a few more just a few more tips for for the people out there Mm -hmm. Uh, and this is most of these are based off of you're going to need electricity to to run
0: this okay
1: use a humidifier yeah, yeah, that's because a good one. Cold, damp air is is horrible. Cold, damp air is horrible. Just, yeah. there's just no, there's no getting around that.
0: Yeah, the water in the air will carry that cold. So yeah, getting rid of that's ideal.
1: Yeah, another another one is to reverse the polarity of your ceiling fan to extract the hot air in the ceiling and push it down.
0: Ah, that's a that is a really good tip. Like that's yeah. that's a life hack right there. Yeah, that, that is
1: that is that is a life hack
0: yeah because um, your hot air is going to rise so you want the fan to be pushing that back towards you yeah
1: yep yep um so that that's uh that that's one of my favorites but then again you know i'm i'm a qualified electrician so i can i can do that <laughs>
0: <laughs> just mumbling <and>
1: like <laughs> anyway, yep. yeah um yeah so um use like use up upst- like be upstairs more heat will rise yeah. So yeah. being upstairs is is definitely um is definitely something you want to do. do mm-hmm. Don't run your your fan, your bathroom fan when you have a shower. Keep that hot hot air in the house as much as possible.
0: That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. see what you mean. I think cause...
1: it's I th- I think I my personal view on that is you really if you if you're going to do that be prepared to run your humidifier because that once that air cools It's going to be, it's going to be humid and dank, and it's kind of, it's kind of counterproductive. But, you know, depending on the circumstance, you might want to do that. You might want to piss in your shoe. Um, (laughs) There are, oh, and this, this is, this is another one. If you have electricity, you have microwavable heat pads.
0: Oh yeah. Those are really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: So like some of the, some of these pads that you put in a, in the freezer for your joints and stuff, you Mm -hmm. can microwave those to keep warm.
0: Yeah yeah
1: um yeah and yeah then just stay active like warm up the area around you stay active don't hunker down i mean i get it you you know as i said before you don't have to do jumping jacks you don't have to be fucking running a marathon inside your house but Mm. stay active so you know have like you know do lunges do you know anything that's going to keep you active you know get get a good stretch in and uh, the more you move around the space, the quicker it's going to warm up.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true because you are you are your own heat generator.
1: You, Pretty much, yeah, yeah. The matrix wasn't gener- lying.
0: You are a battery. <laughs> yeah, you can generate heat, and by it's like you know when you get under the covers and they're freezing cold, and then just by lying there. When your partner comes in, they've got a nice warm bed that they can snuggle into. Or if you've gone out and you come back into the bed, it's nice and warm. You've generated that heat just by existing in that space. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there were two tips that I was going to quickly throw in. Um, yeah. And I, the last one is going to be about first aid. So not a doctor, but definitely a first aider. So that's something yep. that I'll come back to in a second. Um, the first one is... Think like a penguin. Okay. Collectivism is your friend in the cold. Yeah. Um, There's a reason that Russia was a communist country and went for a collecti- collectivist mindset because in the cold, you work together. That's what you need to do. Um, when it's hot, you can be an individual and do whatever you want and laugh and sing and drink wine. But when it's cold, you need to come together. Um, so if you're in a space... Huddle, if you've got other people huddle together, you just by being next to someone else that will help you conserve heat, and you're both generating heat that you're going to feel off of each other. Um, if you are living on your own, or like you're in an apartment complex, and you're not you're not in like a blood feud with your neighbors, like just say it's all right, guys. We're gonna we're gonna make the most of this. Just we're going to survive this together, come into that space together. You've got, once again, you've got then you've got a smaller space that you're going to be heating up because there's there's more of you. And so you're more people to generate heat, um, sleeping in the same bed or at least underneath the same covers, like huddling together when you can. Because like, like, think of um, the Discovery Channel when those penguins yeah. are all together and they're sort of like all in like one big penguin huddle. That's what mm-hmm. you want, like lots of heat in like a small space. Um, yeah. And as well, then that means that you can pull resources because, um, as I said, especially with like the fire, you don't need a big fire to do this stuff. A small fire can burn for a long amount of time and still generate the heat that you need. And if you've got more than one person, uh, if you've got a couple of people collecting this stuff, it can make light work. It takes more energy to have Lots of small fires than it does to have one medium sized fire, exactly. Uh, yeah, um, and also that means that you can pull together your food resources. And, uh, like we're saying with soup, it the more people adding into a soup, the less ingredients you need because you can mm-hmm. make big volume. That's soup's a great one for making big volumes with yeah. uh, very little. Um, and then the other thing, and this is why I'm definitely I wanted to say. Uh, community and coming together first. Uh, Health and safety. So a bit of first aid here. Hypothermia no hypothermia Mm. Um, so hyperthermia is when you get too hot. Hypothermia is when you get too cold. If you're hypothermic something that you're going to get an urge to do is take off your clothes. So this is something that happens with hypothermia that you you're not generating your heat. So when you go into hypothermia, mm. your body's regulator has stopped working. And basically yeah. you're not creating heat for yourself. You're you're unable to do that. So one of the things that your brain does, which is quite weird, is that it asks you, it, so it convinces you to take off your clothes and go into the cold because you're too hot. It, yeah. It's like, your, your body's going into shutdown it's going into shut. it doesn't quite know what's happening so it's trying to get you to cool yourself further, that's when you die, because you right. yeah. yourself yeah. down way too much for your body um, that's why sometimes when you might see or hear about people naked in the woods, that's what's happened to them They yeah. their bodies convince themselves that they're too hot and they need to cool down so they've got completely naked and covered themselves in snow but the other side of that if you're with people and you see someone who is hypothermic and oh. they've got a lot of layers on and they're in a hot room and they're still cold now this is counter to other things that we've been saying keep them in that warm room keep them in that warm space but remove some of those layers because what's happening is those layers of clothing yes they are keeping the heat on you and keeping that heat inside your body but as well those layers of clothing are forming a barrier between the heat, the ambient heat in the room and that person. If that person is not generating their own heat, then they're only going to get colder in, in all those layers. So you uh-huh. need to take, take away those layers, maybe get them underneath your coat, maybe get them next to whatever your heat source is. You yep. just need them to heat up um, regardless of how you do that like hot drinks, um, all these things Ooh. that we've been talking about. Borscht. Borscht. All the Borscht. That, that's how you can get that person back to the right sense. And, like, things that you'll notice with them is that if they're getting too cold, you'll start to see the color fade from their skin. Uh-huh. Um, they'll yeah. start to, it's like, their eyes will start to glass over because they're starting to sort of lose consciousness. They'll be, they'll, they'll basically be drunk. Yeah, this is what it, this is what it sort of it looks like as an outsider. You'll look at someone and you'll think, and they they might slur their words. They'll be rambling. They'll be incoherent. They're essentially just drunk on the fact that their body's not operating as it should.
1: Yes. So we're definitely definitely we need to again come together because, as you said, one medium fire is easier than a lot of small fires and it's mm. more manageable. So we need to come together. We need to have a cookout. Mm -hmm. We need to make soup or borscht.
0: Definitely borscht. Definitely Definitely borscht. borscht. I'm going to do a YouTube channel for us, and I'm going to put on a borscht recipe because I feel (laughs) that I feel you people (laughs) need to know about borscht. I'm serious. And the purple pea.
1: the purple pea is. My thing was (laughs) the. uh, My thing was uh, it colors because it it colors everything that comes out of your body. So. The, the different color stool kind of threw me the first time. I
0: did not want to talk about that because that is horrifying when it happens. I've,
1: I, full <laughs> disclosure. I just want to be full disclosure here. But yeah, every everything, everything goes. So I,
0: al- I almost went to the doctor the first time. And then I was like, oh, yeah. wait, no. I now remembered. I hate this boy.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, there is that. So just remember, kids, beats are fun.
0: <laughs> all right. I think uh when we start talking about <laughs> purple stall, that's when we've gone too far down the rabbit hole. So um thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Ulva, for all the top tips on keeping warm in these uh cold environments. Um yep. look uh, out for
1: the link. Look out for the link to that Facebook lady that's making the mittens.
0: Yeah, um, make sure you get your mittens. Uh people in Texas, um stay safe. Um come together stay safe, look out for one another. If you are not in Texas, but you have people, you know people in Texas, or there's a way that you can help people in Texas, do reach out. Please do. Like, the, There's so much so much bad stuff going on in this year of the pandemic, and there's so... Come together and help each other. See what you can do. I mean, elsewhere as well, just, like, try and help someone. Um, yep. Yeah. And If you've got suggestions for other things that we've done or you want to throw us um, a link or get in contact, you can always come to podcastnotdead at gmail.com to get in contact with us. We also have our website, which is notdeadpodcast.co.uk. We just switch them around there. Uh, You can also find us on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, Look out for Borscht Recipes on YouTube. And uh, yeah, look after yourselves, everyone. Bye, <laughs> bye. <laughs> I wasn't sure who was gonna start that one. <laughs> <laughs>